Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Grotential, podcast number three. Today, we're going to be talking about grit, which is something that I really, really value. I appreciate it. I think it is um, a really important virtue. And we were talking earlier, and you were saying you believe that this is a Christian virtue. Yes. Uh, God wants us to be gritty. And what is grit? It is an inner strength to persevere through difficulties. When I read the Bible, everybody God blesses has a grittiness about them. Yeah. This is something I think I've, I've learned from you. I think you've always had this attitude of... I'm not quitting. You and I will have this saying. I think it's a song, which is, you know, is what it is. But I get knocked down, and you'll say. I get back up again. And I'll say, you're never going to keep me down. That's right. And we'll do that when we're feeling maybe not ourselves or when we're trying to encourage each other. And it's been this virtue that you have instilled in me, and I'm trying to instill in my kids because I think it is just of deep, deep value. And I love how you have broken it down, and I'm excited for this podcast because the first way you think of grit is mental. Mental grit. It's a mental grit. Tell us a little bit more. Mental grit is a way of thinking. Uh, People with mental grit think differently than people without grit. Yeah. In fact, uh, mental grit uh, self-affirms and says, I don't quit. Yeah. I like that you're giving a saying with each of these two because I think it's important. And so when you talk about mental grit, you're thinking of like a self-affirmation. Yes. And one of those things you can say is, I don't quit. And when you're mentally strong, it's insane what you can actually get done and accomplish. Absolutely. I'm reading Angela Duckworth's book, Grit, right now, um, which is really interesting because she does a lot of studies about it with the seals did you read the book you've read it yes some time ago the navy seals and just the group of people they thought would go through and then who actually gets through and the one thing she said that sets them apart is not physical strength or their background it is the grit inside of them so when you think of mental grit you think of it in three different ways yes and what would the first thing be when you're thinking of mental grit I do not quit what's the first thing to help you get to that so I can say I don't quit but then I have to do something yeah mental grit just doesn't affirm itself then it goes into what mental grit does Mm -hmm. and the first thing mental grit does is it says I figure things out yeah This is difficult, and I want to quit, but I figure things out. Yeah. This is something you've taught us well. I remember um, being on staff here early on, and you would say, we are problem solvers. We move to the problems. And that has affected my life in a major way because now I see it differently. I don't see something as like this is hopeless or... I don't know what to do now. It's like, no, there's a solution. I'm going to move to the solution. I'm going to figure it out. Can you tell us about a time in your life where that came in clutch, like that came in in a big way? We wanted to um, 
we had outgrown our facilities. We were renting the high school, and we wanted to build a new campus. Mm-hmm. And um, to build a new campus, we had to borrow some money. So we had a, a banker come and make a presentation, and it was a person, a bank that was supposed to be friendly to churches. Yeah. And when he came, uh, the guy just lectured me, told me, you're, this project is too big, you're going to ruin the church, uh, uh, you need to reconsider everything. Uh, and uh, my, my grit said to my, within me, uh, because um, you won't help me, that doesn't mean I can't do it. Yeah. And I just had to figure out a different way of doing it. So when it came right down to uh, loan time, we had three banks uh, competing for our business. Yeah. Because uh, we said, we'll figure this out. And that's where the grit came in, because if you would have said, this is hopeless, it can't happen, like we wouldn't be sitting where we are right now. Right. And the problem was other people heard (laughs) it and believed him. Yeah. And... uh, and so grit was even more necessary. Okay, so this kind of brings you to a second point of when you think of mental grit, sometimes you have to overcome some hills. And one of them is what? Rejection. Yeah. Mental grit is absolutely necessary when I feel the people who should have helped me didn't help me. Yeah. Or the people who could have helped me didn't help me or the people that I needed to help me didn't help me. Mm-hmm. In fact, uh, grit in that moment, it has to be self-affirming. Yeah. And because uh, they won't help doesn't mean I have to quit. Yeah. So overcoming rejection. So I like going back to this self-affirming, like these self-affirmations. What are some ways you can come up with self-affirmations for yourself? Um, you, you simply start saying the things in your head that you need to hear. Mm-hmm. Um, nobody can write my self-affirmations. Um, although I've heard people's good self-affirmations and I've retooled them for Adopted myself. them, yeah. Yes. So in a self-affirmation, I say things like, uh, you can say you won't help me, you can't say I can't do it. Mm-hmm. In a self-affirmation, I say uh, uh, we are more than conquerors through Jesus Christ. Yeah. Uh, Through a self-affirmation, I say this is hard, but uh, uh, God is faithful, and he got me this far. He'll get me the rest of the way. I think you made an important point when you bring the scripture into it because sometimes our self-affirmations are harder to believe because— we're trying to force something that's maybe not true. <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, so using truth for self-affirmations is a powerful tool. Absolutely. And I like, too, that when we think about self-affirmations and this idea of, like, overcoming rejection, we aren't alone. No. Um, although it might feel alone that, that you have a partner in God. He has created you for something. He is doing something within you. And even if others can't see it or times are tough or, you know, what the circ- whatever the circumstances might be, you're not in it alone. No. You've got a great and a mighty God. And I think when we have been working on this podcast, this 
part of what has been so valuable in your life is this idea of being a lifelong learner. And when you think of mental grit, how does that fit in? So nobody knows everything. Yeah, even though I think I do sometimes. Right. <laughs> uh, we we all have um, we all have places where we are underdeveloped, uh, mm-hmm. which is what this podcast is all That's about. That's right. Uh, mental grit says. Just because I don't know it right now doesn't mean that I can't learn it. Yeah. Uh, mental grit says just because I'm not very good at this right now doesn't mean I can't learn some new things. And uh, uh, we talk here at church about we learn our way forward. Yeah. Mental grit says I don't have to know that right now. I'm learning my way forward. I read actually quite recently that when you are starting something brand new or it affirms everything you're saying about that, the idea is the most successful companies didn't have it all figured out. The most successful people, the most successful companies, they learned their way forward. And so they just started. There was no excuses. It was like, let's just go and let's just try. And I love that. Let's just try. And I I want to speak to everybody um, there is a myth that uh, the older you get, the, the less you learn. If that's true, it's because you're not doing your homework. Mm. Uh, I had a 10-hour study day yesterday, and I have a bunch of new ideas. Everybody can learn. It, I, I, a mental grit says uh, I, there's no point in my life that I'm not capable of learning the next idea that I need to accomplish what I'm facing at this time in my life. Yeah. Mental grit. I do not quit. I do not quit. Uh, The next one we're going to head to is emotional grit. And emotional grit is you've kind of labeled it as a way of feeling. Mm -hmm. Tell us more. So my, I have to, um, I have to be the uh, leader of my feelings. That doesn't mean I suppress feelings. I acknowledge that I have them, but um, I am responsible for the way I feel. And mental grit overcomes uh, the impulse to quit when I feel hurt. Mm -hmm. Uh, You hurt my feelings. Uh, You uh, disrespected me. Whatever hurts my feelings. Mental grit says to itself. Emotional. Emotional grit says to itself, I play hurt. Yeah. You can hurt me. You can make me feel bad, but I don't quit. Yeah. Oh, this is a tough one because I think when it comes to emotions, they lie to us, yes. right? And I am feeling something so overwhelming that it needs to come out. You know, it needs to be heard. It needs to be felt. And especially when someone hurts you. And it's easy to react or want to quit or not do the right thing because it's justifiable somehow. And so when you think about this idea of emotional grit, that I play hurt, where do feelings come into play? Well, I, the I feel hurt, that my feelings feel hurt. Right. And so the, I, have, I have to, emotional grit says... 
I acknowledge my feelings, but I also say they don't get the final say. Yeah. I can feel bad, but that bad feeling doesn't get the final say. Right. I can feel discouraged, but that discouragement doesn't get the final say. I can feel unappreciated, but that unappreciation doesn't get the final say. Emotional grit says, I acknowledge you, but you don't make the decisions. Mm -hmm. Okay, so how have you done that in your life in a time where maybe it felt because I just think about these times that feel so hot or so tangible or so alive where it's like a hot wire. How do you get the grit to say, I'm not quitting. I'm going to play even if it hurts. In the uh, early days of our church when we had way too many business meetings, <laughs> a man uh, stood up at a business meeting. He was all lit up at me. And he said, what you don't know is guys like you are a dime a dozen. Mm. We could fire you and have 10 people's resume by Monday morning. Mm. Um, that hurt my feelings. Oh, yeah. I mean, I was young. I was killing myself. I was working all these hours. Yeah. Uh, just tearing my guts out to make things happen. Um, but I affirmed myself in the Lord. And I, and I actually said to him, uh, you may feel that way, but God feels very different. Mm. God says, precious are the feet of those who bring good news. That's good. That's really good. I think Bible verses have been that voice of God in my life, too, where it brings me back to reality of like, yeah, that, that may have hurt, but I want you to know I am for you. That's right. And so verses like that have always... Like, I highly recommend when you feel that verse that sticks out, write it down and memorize it. Absolutely. Okay, so when we get hurt, how do you keep a healthy dose of optimism? As you well know, we have a family motto that says, move to the joy. Yeah. Uh, we've been saying that to each other for years. Um, to be emotionally gritty, I have to actively choose to move to the joy. Yeah. That means uh, this hurts my feelings. I acknowledge it, but I'm not staying stuck in this. Mm -hmm. I'm going to move to the things that restore joy in my life. Yeah. I'm going to do the kind of things that refresh me. Um, I'm going to insist on being optimistic about tomorrow. Yeah. Uh, something I did with my kids growing up was <laughs> I'd give them a time frame, like feel it, sit in it, but you've got until this, and then we're moving on and we're going to face it. And it was this idea of, because I, I, you do want, there are, you have to feel those emotions. You have or to they feel get, them repressed right you don't get, bag it yeah you bag it and then you're carrying it and it comes out some ugly way absolutely and so I used to tell the kids like you can feel it you can feel it but we're gonna give ourselves a time frame my sister Katie and I will do that a lot too like give yourself the night and then sister let's go in the morning so I think that was always something that was healthy for us uh, Sarah we have to remember optimism is a choice yes I choose to live by faith. Yeah. I choose to believe in the goodness of God. I, I choose uh, to act as if 
God is going to grant me the desires of my heart. Mm-hmm. And I think sometimes you do have to put it, it is it the, the choice you have to put at the forefront of your mind. Absolutely. My oldest daughter was talking to me about uh, this idea of um, she's the worship leader. And on Sunday, she said the one thing her team really needs is to feel that joy. And it's something that doesn't come as natural to her. Um, so she said, I'm going to think about this and put it to the forefront of my mind, joy. And she said it changed the trajectory of the day because she did it. The team felt it. And, you know, it's funny is I noticed something different about her that day. I saw her uh, after service and I was like, there's something, I don't know, there's something real alive in her. There's something special going on. And it was just the simple act of choosing to move joy to the the front of her focus. Uh, as you say that, it, it dawns on me, um, our grit profoundly affects the people around us. Yeah. When we have mental grit, people begin to believe in us. They solve problems. This is a problem now, but they'll solve it. They're going to figure it out. When we have emotional grit, uh, people say, uh, I like being around those people. Mm-hmm. There's some, they, they, uh, when they lose their equilibrium, they find a way, they, they dust themselves off, and they're ready to live well. Yeah, and it's not faking it, no. right? Like, that's not the agenda, is not to put the fake face on. It is getting it right in your heart and your mind that this becomes part of your DNA, part of this... Um, the value system that drives you. It's a way of thinking and feeling. Yeah. I teach myself to think gritty. I teach myself to feel gritty. Mm-hmm. All right, and then we're going to have one more for this podcast, and it's spiritual grit. Tell us a little bit more about that. Spiritual grit is a way of serving God. And for me, I look to uh, Jacob uh, for an inspiration for my spiritual grit. Jacob from the Bible. Jacob from the Bible. Yeah. So Jacob was at a very hard time in his life. He had a uh, he had four wives. Uh, he had thirteen kids. <laughs> he had left uh, the 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 land of Haran. He was going back to the land of Israel. Uh, his brother, who had 20 years earlier threatened to kill him, was coming out to meet him, and uh, uh, Jacob felt distressed. Yeah. And so that night, uh, he uh, walked out of the camp, and he was praying, and he encountered uh, a messenger from God. And he did the most uh, counterintuitive thing you can imagine. He jumped out, grabbed him, wrestled him to the ground, and said, I will not let you go unless you bless me. That is my concept of of spiritual grit. I I want to hold the presence of God. I want to seek the presence of God. I want to call on the name of the Lord. And I want to do it with an inner sense of Dear God, I will not let you go until you bless me. Yeah. Okay, so for someone who is maybe brand new to um, this relationship with God, or maybe someone who's been living it a really long time, what are ways that you 
do that? Like when you say you want to hold the presence of God, how do you do that? Okay, it's primarily prayer. Yeah. It's primarily quieting myself. And then in my personal conversation with God, I say, every good and perfect gift comes from you. And I need the good and perfect gifts to come from you. Mm -hmm. uh, Shade had uh, a stroke and, and I prayed this prayer, every good and perfect gift comes from you. What my wife needs right now is more than her family's love. It's more than medical attention. It is the good and perfect gifts that only you can give her. Amen. Uh, there's been many times when our church was trying hard things that I just sat in God's presence and said, every good and perfect gift comes from you. What we need, we think comes from other places. I know it comes from you. Yeah. And I think sometimes when you look at successful people or I don't know, I talk about the comparison game a lot, but when you try to compare, you're comparing their like final story or what you're seeing to your personal struggle but it's only because you didn't get to see what they went through yeah. like I think about your life and there's so many people that have no idea the ugly pushback you have received so many times because you wouldn't know um you have this grit this mental emotional spiritual grit like this is it and you've lived it in the kind of way I mean, even growing up, you have just, you've done such a phenomenal job about this. And I think something that you always inspired my heart was that with God, all things are possible. When you think about that, tell me more. A lot of people believe theoretically with God, all things are possible. Mm -hmm. But in the moment in the condition, in the circumstances, they don't really believe that. Yeah. Um, they believe uh, they believe the economics make this impossible. Uh, they believe the time makes this impossible. There's always a um, there's always an excuse not to believe that with God all things are possible. Yeah. So, I want to start by acknowledging the default side is to doubt God. Mm -hmm. But there's no blessings in there. <laughs> yeah. there's, there's, no, there's no joy in that. There's no hope. There's no hope in that. So I just, uh, I, I just say to God, um, I am claiming your promise that with you all things are possible. I, I'm willing to do whatever you ask me to do I'm willing to try whatever you ask me to try, but I'm not willing to leave it at this. Mm -hmm. I'm not willing to let it go. Uh, this is too important. There's too much potential for Christ to be glorified in the world. There are too many opportunities in this, and I'm going to keep speaking to you again and again, uh, asking you for the impossible, because you said that pleases you. Yeah, amen. All right, well, let's do a quick recap. One more time, what is... I want to add one thing. Go. In a spiritual grit, I have to take some ownership. Mm. 
okay, I'm saying to God, every good and perfect gift comes from you. Give me this perfect gift. I'm saying to God, with you, all <laughs> things are possible. Yeah. All right. So the focus is on God. But at the same time, I have to hear Jesus say to me, as your faith be it unto you. Mm. I have to have I have to have an openness for Christ to hold me accountable yeah. and say, the, uh, uh, look, I do have good gifts and I will do the impossible, but you're going to get what you believe. Yeah. And I think too often <laughs> we use God as a scapegoat for someone to blame instead of taking the internal glance of like, well, sister, you haven't, you haven't done your end of the bargain. You're in a bad spot because you've made crappy choices. You know what I mean? And it's easy to blame God for something that ultimately we've got to take a look at for us, for ourselves. All right. So can you define grit one more time? Grit is an inner strength to persevere when things are difficult and I want to quit. Yeah. It is a Christian virtue. That's right. It pleases the heart of God for his kids to be gritty. Yeah, I'm stealing your ideas and I'm making them a sermon series for our new midweek service. I give them so, away to you. Yeah. Okay, so the first one is mental grit. It is a way of thinking and it says, I don't quit. And inside of that, um, you have to be that kind of grit that says, I'm going to figure things out. Absolutely. You have to find those ways to overcome rejection with that self-affirmation. And you do not quit. I learned my way forward. That's right. You're never too old. Right. You're never too young. I don't have to know everything. I have grit. I'll learn my way forward. A lifelong learner. The second one is emotional grit. And that is a way of feeling. And with that, you say, I play hurt and inside of that there are three things it's feelings don't get the final say feelings don't get the final say feelings don't always tell me the truth yeah and uh i am responsible to act in faith and optimism Mm -hmm. move to the joy move to the joy move to the joy okay and then the last one is spiritual grit which is a way of serving god and i will not let go until you bless me And that Bible story comes from Genesis, and that's Jacob. And inside of that, we say every good and perfect gift comes from God. Everything I need, God has and wants to share with me. Yeah. Uh, Nothing is impossible to him. Mm -hmm. But in the end, the way I believe, that's as your faith be done to you. Yeah. If you believe you can, you can. If you believe you can't, you can't. That's right. All right. So then next podcast, we're going to talk about physical grit values grit and team grit yes we are so i can't wait to do that and we will see you next time